This is Plow Podcast with Janae Brinkley, where time is precious and I value it, and honestly, you should too. So, I only have 15 minutes. Let me give you, the community leader, some insight and encouragement to help you build. Thanks for listening to my voice. Now let's plow. The flaws of a community leader. Yes, I said flaws. Ooh, that's a cuss word. You know, flaws, deficiencies, potential weaknesses. That's what we're talking about today. Okay, so before I go into this, I did want to say, please tune in to what is a community leader first before listening to this. We really want to make sure that you are starting off on a good, solid foundation Um, because remember, we're building, we're building, we're taking steps by steps in this journey. So I don't want you to come in in between the middle and get confused because you didn't get the foundation. Foundation fundamentals are always important. All right. So tune into what is a community leader first before listening to this. Also, at the end of this episode, I'm going to be sharing some insights about the consumer community. And this is specifically for entrepreneurs and business owners. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the flaws of a community leader, all right? So here is a flaw that I've identified and I want to share with you all. Um, The first one is, oh, I'm sorry, let me go, let me slow down. Before I get into this list, here's what I want you all to understand. We all have flaws. And you know what? There's so many to count. I've only came up with about six of them, (laughs) but trust me, the list is long and these flaws aren't something that's again, one size fits all. You're going to continuously hear me say that because we are all different, unique cases, but these are just ones I want to bring to the forefront. These are just ones I want to share with you all. And these are just ones that I'm suggesting that you see, do you identify with them? So you could be self-aware so you can mature and grow from them. Um, and then we can just continue to plow, continue to build, okay, as healthy leaders, right? Um, also, another thing I want to tell you about flaws in community leadership is that they might not be prevalent in one season, in one month, in one year, but then they might show up in a couple of years, right? Sometimes flaws don't show up necessarily, or you're not aware of them as strong as strongly because this, the circumstances didn't provoke them. So what I mean by that is if you're a community leader within uh, or a social activist and you know everything's good or you don't identify certain flaws, maybe it's because you're still small. And I'm saying small as it maybe because you only have what, 20 people you're leading. But just wait until you get about the 100. Wait until you start leading thousands. Wait until you start having influence over a million. Then you start to see, man, these are the flaws I'm not recognizing. Maybe some of the flaws that we can, we, 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 we point out in other community leaders, we can't relate to them yet because we haven't got to their perception yet and level of influence or whatever it may be. There are some flaws that are more prevalent when you're on a smaller stage than when you're on a larger scale too, right? Um, So even if you are, um, I guess I could say a more advanced community leader, um, remember the the flaws you even had when you were quote unquote small, just starting off building, whatever it may be. All right, so that's just a few um, precursors before we get into it, okay? All right, so let's start with the first identified flaw of a community leader, prioritization or not understanding how to prioritize. So sometimes our priorities as community leaders get distracted or misaligned because our focus is not managed between 
the people, the prophet, prophets, perception, and or the place. So what I'm saying is maybe we're prioritizing our energy to the people instead of revenue. Maybe we're prioritizing our, our energy to the revenue and the profits instead of perception and, um, you know, um, public, public view, which is actually important. Um, or maybe we're also focusing more so on the place and the problems, or I'm sorry, the, yeah, the unique problems within the shared space, you know, the facility, the, the gathering place. So it's all about managing our priority, our attention within these different realms I just named. The people, the profits or revenue, the perception. Um, so that's more so like public relations and or the place, the shared space. Okay. When I say the shared space, I'm also meaning the organization you could be in, the construct you can be in, right? Focusing too much energy on the system and the institution, whereas that energy right now needs to be managed to the people. So remember, we are always focused on the problem or problems. But what problem is the most important in this season? So what did you decide from research and competence, not just emotion, were the top two positive influences you wanted to provoke? That's where you put your priorities. That's where you put your attention in. That's where you put your energy to. That's where you lead your community to. Okay. All right. Next one is unawareness to listen to your community needs. So you're leading this community, okay? And based on definition that we said in the episode of what is a community leader, you're serving them. How can you serve someone and you don't know what they need? How can you? It's just like going to a restaurant and the waitress, waiter just comes to you and just gives you a steak, but they didn't really assess the fact that first of all, you're vegan. <laughs> That's not what you need, nor is it what you want. So what a flaw, a flaw identifying community leaders is that sometimes we, they, right, can serve based on what we think a community needs. One of the things I've experienced in my, <laughs> in my um, career within nonprofits is that's a big one. And I'm not going to go too deep into that, but that is a big one, a really huge one where you have the government agencies giving out grants like pancakes and being facetious, giving out grants like it's nothing um, to programs, to fund programs um, by organizations, nonprofits with the heart to do good, but they have not assessed the need of the community. And so, yeah, they're getting all this funding um, to build these programs and yet no one's coming to them. No one's engaging with them because it's not the need. You mean well, you want to do well, hopefully. Hmm. For, the, for the most part, I hope you do. I really hope you do, Right. And not just trying to do it for, for sakes, right? But at the end of the day, unawareness to listen to your community needs is a strong weakness of community leaders. It is. You're serving. I have to first assess what you need. What do you need? What do you want even? I think a lot of times with serving people, we, we often forget that people do want things. They do want things. What do you need and what do you want? Don't disregard the wants of, of, of your community as well, 
Okay. But remember, this is servanthood. So I'm adopting the servanthood leadership theory and principles, obviously in, in my, in, in my definition I'm presenting on this podcast. Right. But you have to assess it, right. Do surveys, you know, um, get down in the ground, speak to people, speak to the community. Don't, don't sit so high where they can't talk to you. They can't touch you. Entrepreneurs, you know, do surveys with your consumers. Don't just get the sale and then leave them high and dry. See what they say. Get the feedback. Just because they bought your product one time, it doesn't mean, you, you know, you can keep them as a customer again, you know? So say, hey, you know, yes, you bought this one time. That doesn't mean that what you have to say is invalid or irrelevant. I still want to hear from you. I still want to see what your needs are. All right. So I'm going to stop right there on that one. Next one, personal interest overrides community interests. Man, this is a big one. Personal interest overrides community interest. Now, here's the thing about being the community leader is that it gets really tricky, right? Because when you're dealing with people, you're dealing with um, your community, you're dealing with um, other officials within the community, surrounding community, things of that nature, and you're trying to be diplomatic, you're trying to have um, relationships, different communication avenues, because you do need resources within people and other leaderships, leaderships outside of your community, right? The thing about it is that, um, let me slow down. First of all, it's irrational to think no one, no leader has personal interest as a community leader. That's irrational to think. That's so irrational. We have to really understand that every leader has personal interest in leading. And if you don't, then it's like, okay, then what's your purpose? You're 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 setting yourself up for being essentially naive and, and in deception when you're thinking, I don't have any personal interest in leading this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it's okay because having personal interest is not necessarily a negative thing or a bad thing. However, it becomes negative or bad and this is and bribery and corruption can come in when your personal interest as a community leader overrides the needs of the community. I said override, override. Okay, so here's where we here's and here's where we get um, here's where we get the collide of of personal interests and community interests, and usually at the center of that collision is the potential profit gain, right? Um, money, right? Money usually surrounded by influence, power, whatever it may be, right? And that's usually at the crux. Uh, I'm saying usually, right? Uh, it can get a little tricky. And so when we're talking about that, as we're talking about, you know, as you grow, how can you manage your personal interests with the interests of your community? Because the reality is, is that, again, you're always going to have personal interests. We just don't want it to get to the point where now you're putting your needs above the community when the whole purpose of being a community leader Based on our definition is you're serving them. You're serving them. All right. So now we're at number four. Number four. We're talking about control, 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 control. Okay. So community leaders are very susceptible to being controlling. And therefore, this can lead to being tyrannical and trying to be punitive based on disagreement or loss of influence, essentially fearing threat, um, which rooted at insecurity. So there's a fear of losing a position or perception of leadership or 
it could also be a misinterpretation of care. Here's the thing about, you know, people who become tyrants or community leaders that <laughs> just go south, right? Um, it's not always with bad intentions. Sometimes as a community leader, you have so much compassion and we're gonna talk about that later, but it can turn into now a fear and you want to, you, you end up being overprotective of the people you're leading in which, um, you know, the fear of them failing, the fear of things not going right. You don't allow people to maneuver in freedom without having an input or approval in everything and for everything. It happens. The thing is you have to identify it and then navigate out of that. But control is a big thing that a lot of community leaders don't realize they end up in doing control of what well, is my way or the highway. And I think this is the best way and yada, 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 you know, so that's a really big thing. It's, it's, it's all fear based. Control in general is all fear-based, but just want to be mindful of this, being a community leader and being self-aware of it, seeing what's coming after you. Because again, like I said earlier, some of the stuff won't show up because you're not in the season for it to highlight itself, right? So it's always about being aware of what is coming after you as a community leader in the flaw. Next, number five, compassion fatigue. And this is a huge one. The goal attainment. And work capacity is not managed and they're not at a good pace. So people get compassion fatigue where the goal seems too far in reach. You're not managing your self-care. Now you don't care at all, right? You're more irritable. Um, you lose compassion you once had. You lose sight of the reason, the purpose. You're so discouraged. You're pessimistic. You're rude. Rude is an obvious sign, especially when you're in, in the, the business of leading communities it's a really obvious sign of compassion fatigue because again, it, it hinders servanthood. Um, so the it's like essentially the people are not at the forefront, but they're not a factor at all. That's how you, it was different, just different signs of compassion fatigue. So it's just about managing self-care. You're, you're leading people, you're leading communities, all these factors to take care of yourself. And that's one thing that we definitely promote at uh, within Plow Podcast for sure. The last thing is self-punishment as we wrap up. Self-punishment is huge because as a community leader, you're too hard on yourself. We are too hard on ourselves. Remember, we are leading people and you are human. We are human. I am human. Every hiccup is not always at the expense of the leader. Yes, take ownership, but don't personalize it and then punish yourself. You're going to lead poorly at some point and make a poor decision. And it's going to probably keep happening sometimes. Now, it shouldn't be a habitual habit, right? <laughs> but it's going to happen. So people are going to judge you. Expect that. They're going to question you. They're going to doubt you. And here's, I, I want to bust and burst your bubble of this ideal you have. Because guess what? That could even come from your most loyal members. But it's natural. Okay? It's natural. Some of your most loyal followers within your community can, can also uh, question you, doubt you. But guess what? Don't punish yourself for it. Do not, do not punish yourself for it. Okay. All right. So those are the, um, the six flaws, quote unquote, of a community leader. I'm now going to go over two insights. I said, I promise in the beginning, as we wrap up getting close to the 15 minutes, but I'm going to provide key insights about community leadership from, and then give insight on for entrepreneurs. So if you're an entrepreneur, listen to this, you're a business owner, shout out to you. But I'm going to give two insights for entrepreneurs and talking about um, the consumer community. So here's two insights. The more transparent you are, and this is for anybody too as well, right? Who identifies as a community leader. The more transparent you are and communicate your flaws, 
the better your community can respond to you when you make a mistake. Because you are going to make one. Plenty. The better you can find your assistance for your weakness as well. Okay? So here's the thing, entrepreneurs. Know what flaws to share with your consumer community. Don't tell them everything, right? (laughs) Know what flaws to, to share with your consumer community. If it's just you, say, hey, you all, it's just me working. I'm just a one-man shot right now, and I'm going to talk about that later, but it shouldn't just be just you. Um, One thing about um, entrepreneurship, especially minority entrepreneurship, I'm not going to go into detail about this because that's for another episode. Um, It can't be just you. Hire people because guess what? More productivity increases um, your your ability to be able to manage more, more consumers, okay? But anyway, tell them it's just you. Tell them it's just you. Be open and honest and transparent, okay? The last thing, as I wrap up, uh, insight, relate to the flaws of the community you lead. Relate. Relate, 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 okay? Relate as in understand, yet don't judge. Understand, but don't judge. Because here's here's the thing. Your community will end up running to you more with their problems instead of hiding them and you being blindsided. Okay. So here's a tip for entrepreneurs about consumer community. The flaw could be that maybe they don't have money at the time. Maybe, you know, they can't buy a product they want to, they can't buy it. Um, but relate to that, relate to that, but be genuine about it. Right. If you can't relate to that, then don't try to make up something, but be genuine. They will open up more and now you can serve them and be flexible with payment plans, other creative forms of payment, things like that. And because you related, they are not open and the chances of them buying has increased. It's always important to relate to the community because we are community leaders. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you all so much for your time. Bye. I am so grateful that you chose to invest your time by listening to my voice. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and the website information is posted. Subscribers get a lot more resources than I can offer in a 15-minute podcast, and I am here to help you. I want to see you grow, become a healthy leader, make profit, and provoke change. That's success. And in your success, I believe that it will provoke the success of our communities. And don't forget, I also want to hear from you. What do you do? What are you trying to do? Why are you doing it? What do you need help with? What did you like and what didn't you like about this episode? Let's talk. I want to hear it all. So again, thank you so much for listening to Plow Podcast with me, Janae Brinkley.